What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to episode two now of the Ball Talk podcast. My name is Trey, and with me is a very special guest, close friend of mine. It's Blessed Money, his YouTube name. Say what's up, man. What's up, guys? And today we're going to be giving you guys our mock draft for the 2020 NBA draft. So this is our mock draft 1.0. Expect maybe a few more to come out because we have about two months until the actual draft. And yeah, so make sure you guys give us a five-star review or just be honest and tell, tell us what we need to do to improve the podcast. And yeah, so so with the so for the mock draft, uh, we thought it would be kind of interesting if we kind of uh, did it kind of random. So so we don't have what it would be like the Warriors at no, number one, and I think the Cavs at number two. So we went to went to Tank Tankathon and uh, simulated the lottery. And we're gonna go. I'm not gonna say them all right now, but but yeah, today we're just gonna do the lottery. But if you guys let let us know if you guys want us to do the entire first round or even the entire draft, and we'll do it. Well, at least I'll do it. I don't know about this guy. If he he wouldn't put in that much work, because <laughs> that's a lot of picks. But uh, I probably do it since uh, I get all my I'm getting all my homework done so far. Pretty fast, so yeah, I'll probably be available. Oh, uh-huh. okay. So let us know. Let us know if you guys want us to do a sixty-pick mock draft. But yeah, let's just head straight into this. So after the simulation with the first pick, the pick went to the Wizards, and I'll start off with the first pick. I believe that the, pick, the Wizards are gonna go with James Wiseman out of Memphis. Like, yeah, yeah, he didn't play the entire season, obviously, with that with that whole scandal and like the allegations. But I just think that I just think that this is the best pick for this Wizards team, just because. Honestly, although this draft class is pretty uh, guard heavy, I feel like I feel like with a big is the best move for the Wizards, just because I don't I don't think they should give up on John Wall just yet. I feel like he still has a little bit in, uh, a little bit in him, and just just from being lucky, I feel like I feel like the James Wiseman pick would be a. Would be a big upgrade to Tom uh, Thomas Bryant, and like yeah, you can go Lamella Ball, obviously the young young protege, the uh, obviously uh, obviously the Ball the Ball family. Uh, you have all that, but honestly, spoiler, I'd I'd rather have uh, Lamella Ball at two over James Wiseman. I'm being totally honest, but yeah, what do you have to say? Uh, who do you have? Who was this pick? Well. Um, I don't know if you'll agree with me, but with this, but um, for the Wizards, since um, like I said, I don't think they should give up on John Wall so quickly, and especially with uh, Bradley Bill, with, when he went on that, um, I don't know how many games it was, but he was going off. Like he had like 50 plus points in multiple games, and he also showed up against my own favorite team and the uh, Warriors, and uh, so for that, um, I would I would think that my uh, Best pick for them would be Isaac Okoro, the small forward from Auburn. Um, just saying because uh, they have their their point guard and shooting guard uh, positions already filled out with really good players. Because when John Wall is healthy, they do pretty good, even though Bradley Bill has been carrying the, the slack all by himself. And so with a small forward coming into the team, I think that they'll have extra help along the way. So that's my pick. Yeah, honestly, that's a pretty surprising pick. Like, I don't, you don't really see a lot, a lot of mock drafts with Isaac Okoro as number one. But I honestly like, uh, like the pick. Uh, like, definitely small forward slash shooting guard, and that's definitely a need for this Wizards team. And 
one thing that one thing that stands out for as Curl is his defense. Like he's a he's a great defender. The Wizards de- they def- desperately need some defense, so Isaac Okoro would definitely help. And honestly, I think small forward is the weakest position for the this Wizards team, um, excluding um, John Wall once he comes back. So I think, like honest, like overall, like Anthony Edwards, Lamelo Ball, I would most likely take them over Isaac Okoro, even James Wiseman. But honestly, I'm kind of feeling the pick. So that's a good job on your part. But <laughs> now, with, now with the second pick on from the from the simulation, we got the Bulls at number two. So we'll start with you. Who do you have the Bulls selecting with this pick? Number two. Since okay, I went I went back in the old days when uh, Jimmy Butler was on there, but um, I'm gonna <clears throat> I was gonna say Anthony Edwards on there because okay now since. Yes, Zach Levine's on my team. But uh, I think that he needs extra help because, man, I was watching his highlights yesterday, and he was going going not crazy, but he was doing good. And especially, I forgot what game it was, but um, on the last, like, two minutes, he went on a really good streak, and he hit the game winner also. I I really forgot what team that was. I think it was the Hornets, to be honest. But uh, he, he does pretty good. And I, but I think he could do even better with a with a shooting guard that can do pretty good. And I watched Anthony Edwards' highlights, and and I can see he's a, he is a more team player than he is an individual player, like like an alpha player. Uh, he's more like a pass, not pass first, but he he passes the ball more than most of the shooting guards and point guards that I've I've seen in the in the draft that's coming up. So, and I think uh, Zach Levine can work with that, and I think he would probably appreciate that. And so that's my pick. Yeah, I kind I kind of agree with the pick, but that's not the guys I selected just because just because I was looking at some stats and throughout the season, and Anthony Edwards was kind of inconsistent, and also also at six, I believe he's what six five, and, and Zach Levine he he's a shooting guard, so and I don't see Zach Levine at the three, but um, but Anthony Edwards would be would be a very undersized three, probably. Like although he's fast, he'd probably get bullied um, by by um, some other small for- some other big small forwards in the league. So I think for that reason, I want Lamelo Ball at number two. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah a, a pretty uh, like I find this pick like kind of interesting, interesting just because they they selected Kobe White last year, but he didn't have as good of a rookie year as um as some would would say uh, was was expected. Yeah, I think I just think that Lamella Ball can um can bring that playmaking in for this um, Bulls team at uh, whether he plays point guard or, or shooting guard because he is six eight. Uh, he's a six eight point guard, six eight or six seven. I can't remember from the top of my head, but I just think that um, having Lamella Ball on, on this team would would definitely kick things up a little bit. Uh, he yeah. obviously I, I just said with this playmaking, so I'll definitely help and uh, and. Distributing the ball a little more, uh, help out the team a little bit. But yeah, that, that I have Lamella Bond uh, at point guard, point guard out of Australia, going at number two to the Bulls. So, anything else you got to say? Not really. All right. So for number three, um, from the simulation, we got the Minnesota Timberwolves. And now for this pick, now for this pick, I finally have Anthony Edwards, uh, shooting guard of Georgia. 
going to the Timberwolves. I feel like this would be a great, a great fit, uh, a great defensive, uh, great defensive leader to hopefully um, propel this uh, the team's defense in general. I think that a wing was des- was a desperate need for this team because uh, obviously you had Carl Towns, you had D'Angelo Russell at point guard, so you just needed that that wing or, and maybe that four um, that forward to add to that team. And definitely Anthony Edwards definitely um, brings to that. Um, brings to that. You can obviously add in um, Jared Culver, your rookie, uh, your first round pick from last year into the mix, and those two will be your wings. Then. And then you, they also have the 16th pick, so they can go after a, a nice four in the draft, or maybe go after that bench depth. But yeah, I just think that I think that for the Timberwolves, the best scenario for them would probably go best available, or unless unless it was a center like James Wiseman. I don't know if that that would be the best move. But yeah, so who do you have? All right, so I'm gonna talk about their uh, uh, the pick that we. Uh, list that we made for Timberwolves with the third pick, but also with the 16th pick. Um, so I'm going to go for third pick first. But um, I agree with the Anthony Edwards um, pick because recently, not re- not recently, but a couple months ago, the Warriors traded below uh, v- to the Timberwolves for Andrew Wiggins, which to me was a... At first, it was a really bad trade in my, in my opinion, but... Um, this still kind of is, but Andrew Wiggins is proving his worth onto the team, and I can see I can see him fit more than D'Lo would um, on the Warriors when Steph Curry and Clay come back. Or Steph Curry already did, but Clay is 100% now. Uh, will be 100% by the next by next season. But what I'm saying is, Anthony Edwards can help out D'Lo on the Timberwolves, and with Cat on the already at center, so they don't need it. They don't really need another center on the. Timberwolves or another point guard that cannot play shooting guard. So I'm gonna I, I'm gonna agree with Trey with the Anthony Edwards pick for the Timberwolves because that would really help out the team. Plus the Timberwolves aren't really winning with just D'Lo and Cat because their other pieces are not do, contributing that much. So Anthony I would love to see what Anthony Edwards could do with D'Lo and Cat. Now with the 16th pick, I was gonna I'm gonna go with Jaden McDaniels. Um, just because of ever since that trade, like I said, D'Lo to the Timberwolves, um, the power forward and small uh, forward uh, position hasn't really been doing their job. Cat's been definitely doing his job. Uh, D'Lo's been putting up stats, really good stats. But if one of them goes down, like let's say D'Lo went down, Cat's not going to be able to carry the team by himself. And if Andrew Wiggins does uh, not Andrew Wiggins, Anthony Edwards goes to the Timberwolves, then yes, Cat will have a reli- maybe a reliable guard to help out the, the them to win. But with J.D. McDaniels on there, uh, I think that he can contribute with um, grabbing boards and defending. I don't really see him really uh, shooting that much, but I can see him post scoring and and but mostly grabbing rebounds and defending so I can see I can that's my pick for 16 pickers Jay McDaniels yeah I had the same pick for Jay, uh, Jay McDaniels at 16 to Minnesota but a question to you so you have Anthony Edwards at 2 and 3 like what's going on with that no 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 no, no. I am at 2 okay so who who was your third pick like I know you agree with me but who'd you who'd you pick to go at, at 3 
mine doesn't really make sense, but I was gonna I was gonna uh, pick Tyrese Maxey to go there. Now I know that's a, probably a really high pick for him. Uh, hold on. <clears throat> Yeah, I'd probably say that's a reach. If we're being totally honest, just because I feel like the highest um, Tyrese Max can go, like, to be considered, like, uh, a decent reach would be five, but, like, going um, but going over five, I feel like that would be too much of a push. Just because, like, he did have a good good year, don't get me wrong, but I just think that Tommy, Tyrese Maxley, like, I don't know if he's, um, like, talented enough to be, um, to be around the top three. Just in my opinion, as we wait for Blessed Money to come back to the mic, but but yeah, so I guess while he's gone, we'll move on to the fourth pick, which was the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I'll obviously I'll obviously start with this one. So for the for this pick, I have the Cavs selecting Obadiah or AKA Obi Toppin. Out of, uh, forward out of Dayton, I feel like this would be the move for uh, for the Cavs just because obviously you have the you have your guards situated with with Colin Sexton and Darius, uh, and Darius Garland, and you just tra- you, j- you traded for Andre Drummond, so I feel like the move would probably be to go with a forward and one of the best forwards in the draft. This happens to just I mean like two way forwards. I could play like one of the three and the four. Probably be Ob Toppin, a great. Uh, a lengthy athletic going forward and had a breakout year for Dayton. I know he was in the uh, the running for, I think, the was player of the year. I don't know if they have announced the awards, but he's definitely um, probably the front runner for the award. But, yeah, I just think that Obi Toppin would be a great pick for this team. Uh, a nice, nice versatile going forward to add to uh, to this young, talent, uh, young talented group. And... Yeah, I just think that Obi Toppin would be a nice addition to this team. Then, uh, I'm back. Give it a minute. So, okay. So, sorry I was going, guys. I was helping my grandma with something. But, um, anyway, I heard what T-Book was talking about with uh, Obi Toppin going to the um, Cavs. And <laughs> with Kevin Love, okay, he's he's at center. But um, I can agree with that. But I was going to say, uh, since we were going back to the number one pick with the Wizards. Now, if Isaac Okoro does not go to the Wizards, um, and I would think that, um, just my opinion, since... Power forward and small forward are two different positions. Uh, but I'm just, just going to say Isaac Okoro goes to the Cavs if he doesn't go to the Wizards. Just because, like like T-Buck said, they already have their guard position uh, with Colin Sexton. <clears throat> but, <clears throat> so, but their small forward position is not that good. And their center position is already with Kevin Love, which I see him, I see him gone in, in, in the next, between, before the next five years. And uh, so, for right now, I would go with Isaac Okoro or with uh, Obi Toppin. I'm not disagreeing with him. So, with T-Buck. 
So it would be one of those two guys, in my opinion. So what do you think about that? Well, their center is actually Andre Drummond. Uh, Kevin Love is more than four, but I just, but I just think that um, the, the era for Kevin Love in Cleveland, I think it's coming to an end. So I think Obi Toppin would be a nice replacement. Plus, um, plus I believe he's six eight, so he could also play the three. In the a three, he's and that he is six nine. I'm just saying, but he's six nine. So, like even even better, even better. He's faster than some six seven guards. So, he he's a nice versatile uh, six nine forward. He can play the small forward and the power forward position. Uh, he has a nice frame, and yeah, I just think that uh, filling in that forward position would be great for this team. So, I agree. Uh, Alright, so now next for the fifth pick, um, we have, um, after the simulation, we have the, um, we have the Warriors who slipped from one all the way to five, which as Warriors fans, we would hope, we hope doesn't happen, but it, but it's a lottery, Um, these new odds are horrible, Um, I just have to, I just have to say, but yeah, enough rambling about those horrible um, lottery odds. So we'll start with you. Who do you have? Who do you have our Golden State Warriors select? Okay, so as a Warriors fan, I've been I've been looking and tracking down all the rumors about the draft of the Warriors, and right as of now, it's confirmed that Lamelo Ball and so not and but and possibly uh, James Wiseman James James Wiseman is out of the conversation for the draft for Warriors. And I, for one thing, I do not know why James Wiseman might be out of the talk for the game draft of the Warriors because we really need a center. And uh, we, our guard position is already going to be um, filled with, with Curry going to come back and play being 100% next year. And forward position is going to have Andrew Wiggins. So, and we already have plenty of, of guards that can fill in. So, and I can, I have to wonder why James Wiseman is out of the talk and so I'm going with faith in saying that James Wiseman is going to go with the Warriors because at first he was he was um what's the word I'm, he was expected to go to the Warriors in the draft since Warriors are expected as of now to be to get the number one pick and LaMelo Ball was too but as a Warrior fan and I think T-Buck would agree with me why would you go with Lamella Ball? Since we have, we're gonna have Curry back. We're gonna have Clay Thompson back. We're gonna have Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is small for Lamella Ball isn't. I don't know why I said that. But anyway, we have plenty of guards already. But our necessity right now is a center, which I think James Wiseman, James Wiseman could fill in, and he'd probably be uh, a good player to fill in. So, what do you think about that? Like honestly, I feel like the only only reason we would ever draft Lamella Ball is if either one, um, either Curry or Clay got injured, or or two, um, or two just because of his potential. Like I feel like he has a he yeah. has a sky high potential, so I feel like that'll be the only reason. But I another another sorry, um, but the thing is, is that another reason why I don't want Lamella Ball to come to the Warriors is because I just think it'll attract the the, the bad kind of attention to our team, like all the social media coming over and just the wrong side of it. Not the, not that social media is bad. Like the media is, all, all media is not a bad report, but just we're going to have, then we're going to have Lamar, LeVar Ball coming in and say, oh yeah, he's, he's going to be better than Curry or he's going to be better than 
Clay Thompson when when they're gone, and then we're, we might Curry might have beef beef with Lavar, Le, which which will mess up the team chemistry for between Lamelo and Curry. So that's what just my opinion. Yeah, you def- definitely don't want to deal with the um, with the Lavar ball drama. But anyways, yeah. uh, for my pick, I have the Warriors selecting Onyeka Kongwu, center out of USD. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was looking at that. Yeah, I just feel like um, with all the rumors of us not selecting James Wiseman in the middle ball, I feel like like he's just the best option for the Warriors, just because he's a nice young, nice young center. He had a pretty good um, freshman year, and I just feel like out of um, out of the rest of um, how the rest of out of the rest of the prospects available, I just feel like he's the best. Uh, he's the best overall, and I just feel like he he fits um, our best uh, fits our position of need, which it which is center. We have it. We haven't had um, a solid like a solid center in quite a while, so I feel like Anyeka Kongwu could definitely fill that role for us. Like I, I could definitely see some guys that like maybe like Danny Adbiha, uh, Adiha out of Israel, maybe take a chance on him. But I feel like um, if we're going for like kind of like that win now situation, uh, like win as soon as possible. Now that we have um, Clay back, I feel like the best option would probably to go um, fill a position of need, which would be center. And yeah, so, so anything else that you have to say about? No. All right, so we'll move on to the sixth pick, which uh, ended up going to that uh, that Atlanta Hawks. So we'll we'll start with you again because um because you missed uh, you didn't get to go first back to back picks. So who do you have the Hawks selecting? Well, as of now, I don't really know what the Atlanta Hawks team is, uh, is right now. I know what oh, I obviously know Trey Young and, and Clay Capello are on the team, but um, since the, all those trades went down a couple months ago, um, I don't really know the new team really well. But I'm I just picked who I think would, would go well with them, go well with them, play well with them. So um, I was gonna say I don't really know how to say his name, but Danny Avid yeah, yeah, whatever. But anyway, um, I didn't really watch all the highlights of all these players I'm I'm picking. But um, I just saw the stats of of Denny in uh, in college or in Israel, and uh, I can I can see him fitting pretty well. Not like a he's not I don't think he's gonna become like a really good star like an all star, but I can feel I can think he'll, he'll contribute well, and um, I I think he'll. Fill in well in like the not the reserves but like the bench like come right off the bench, but I don't think he'll um, start right away. Yeah, definitely the thing with Denny is that he kind of has um that potential to be kind of like on um, the look of this year's draft class, but at the yeah. same time he could be as bad as Mario Hazonia was. He was drafted a couple years ago, so there's definitely some risk with that 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 pick. But I actually have the Hawks selecting your number one overall pick. Uh, as a Coro out of Auburn, I just feel like um, feel like uh, this okay. pick, this pick definitely helps helps out this um, this Hawks team for because because for for one and the only reason they need defense desperately. Mm-hmm. So that he would definitely he would definitely add to that, and plus he fits in with them, their position of need. They, I feel like they definitely need like a wing, like a defensive minded two or three two slash three guard. And I feel like he um he definitely fits in to that role, and like 
I, I like the pick with Denny, but the just the only thing is they 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 drafted two small forwards last year in the draft. You know, DeAndre Hunter, the Cam Reddish. So uh, I just feel like oh, they. I just feel like you're you're, you're causing a logjam at the small forward position for the team. So I think that's the only reason why I wouldn't go with um, Denny at, um, to the Hawks. But I definitely like the fit. Well, well, you said Isaac Okora, right? Oh yeah. He's a small forward also. So. Um, but he, but he also play the uh, the two guard, uh, two position. Because okay. because uh, hold on, let me look up his height. He is six six. Six eight. Okay. Uh, my my computer's acting so slow right now. He's six six. I have right here. Yeah, six six. Okay, so so yeah, I can definitely um fit into um, the shooting guard role, kind of um kind of like a clay, um, just just one inch shorter, but but yeah, um, that's what I have at the sixth overall pick. And moving on to the seventh pick, we have the Detroit Pistons. And I'll start, and I have um, the Pistons selecting your guy, Denny Abdiha, uh, out of Israel. He'll currently, I'm pretty, pretty sure he last played in the Euro League, uh, either the Euro League or uh, I can't rec- I can't recall, but I, I know he's played in the Euro League. But I feel like um, the Pistons, the Pistons can take a chance on this pick. I just. I feel like Denny. Um, I feel like the Pistons are willing to take take the chance on that um, him him potentially being that uh, start having that Luka Doncic potential. And uh, um, small forward is definitely a position of need since uh, since you have your power forward for the future in Sekou Dumboya. You obviously traded away. Um, you traded away. Um, who was it? Andre Drummond. Yeah, Blake Griffin. Which honestly, I feel like I feel like they're eventually gonna trade him away. So I feel like. Like you have uh, another year on Blake Griffin, so if you let him go, you have Sekou Dumboya, you have Denny. As long as as long as he progresses well, you have um, Derek Rose. As long as, long as he um, stays on the current current path that he's going, and you still, you still have like Luke Kennard, you have um, Christian Wood who came up big towards the end of the year. So I just feel like um, with those guys, like you obviously won't make the playoffs. That's that's pretty much a fact, unless Denny obviously turns into the next the next LeBron James or. or or Luca, I don't know why I said LeBron James, but but obviously you're not you're not gonna make the playoffs. So I feel like with this Denny pick, this definitely helps build uh, help helps build blocks to a successful future. Because the Pistons are they'll need a couple a couple more years in order to head back to the playoffs. All right, well, um, with my pick, um, I'm gonna go back to um. I think it was the third pick, not third pick. Yeah, uh, but I'm gonna go with Obi Toppin because with me looking at the the Detroit Pistons death chart right now, um, I was need to go with with uh, Obi Toppin or An- Anika. I'm not gonna say his last name, but um, just because of Blake Griffin, he could play both the power forward and the center, and I if I'm not mis. Thinking, I think Blake Griffin was originally a, uh, mainly a power forward. Am I wrong? Yeah, during during his time in um in, in LA, he was mainly a power forward because they had DeAndre Jordan at the center position. Yeah, but right for right now, um, John Henson is injured, 
and also Blake Griffin. So I'm not saying that they're going to be out for like two years or whatever, but um, I'm looking at the power forward position right now, and they have Christian Christian Wood, uh, Seku, Thonmaker, Tony Stone, Donnie Hall. But um, but I would think that if they got Obi Toppin, they would have like um. They would have a good starter, I would say. He would he would probably not start right away, but like like a couple of mu- uh, weeks into it, a couple of months, uh, he'd prove his worth and and he'd start for the Pistons. And I think he would be doing good, better, uh, better than their start uh, Pistons starting power forward right now, which is Christian Wood, because I haven't really seen um, haven't really seen any contribution from Christian Wood because I've been watching them because since his coronavirus i've been watching all these uh all the teams mostly except the hawks and uh just seeing their their chemistry together and and their highlights and right as of right now i've seen derrick rose and john henson and blake griffin uh do well but i haven't really seen tony snell either uh play good and so i think obi Toppin or anika would be a good uh fit for this Uh, I think you're kind of tripping because Christian Wood ha- actually has been playing well, just so you know. Okay. Because the last game before the obviously the coronavirus up, he he got 32 points. Let's see, he's been um, he's he scored double figures for what's this? Five, ten, fifteen, seventeen straight games. And he's hit double figures. So I feel like that's been pretty contributing. And plus, Blake Griffin's been injured for quite a while. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, so. Yeah, so move on to the eighth pick, which is obviously the New York Knicks. And <laughs> I've. Yeah, so. No, you can start. <laughs> you can go right ahead. I-, I can start. Okay. So. Um, I'm kind of, kind of have some frightened Kina vibes with this pick, but I have the Knicks selecting a point guard out of France, just like Frank Kina was, and Killian Hayes, I just feel like, um, he's a, he's a pretty good playmaker for him, that would definitely help out this team, I feel like he could, he could potentially start off as their starting point guard with their current point guard situation, but I just feel like, um, Killian Hayes would definitely help out this this Knicks team, and he's probably probably one of the better guards that are available at this point, based off my mark draft. But yeah, so I have the Knicks selecting Killian Hayes out of France. Hopefully, he doesn't turn out as uh, as bad as Frank Nielakina. But yeah, who do you have him selected? Honestly, I had the same thing, but to change it up, I guess. Um, actually, I really like that pick. I'll stay with that. Thank you. All right. Because I, right now, uh, RJ Barry, okay, he he started off um, just to me. He just started off bad, and yeah. he uh, he wasn't putting up really good stats. And and at the beginning of the year, Zion, which is okay, he did have an excuse of why he was doing uh, of of yeah of not why he's not in the lead for the um, rookie of the year, which he. Which recently the polls came out for the rookie of the year, by the way, and my prediction was right. John Morant's gonna win because the votes weren't enough. If they said to pull Zion, 
um, especially with his his I think it was like eight game nine game stretch with uh, 30 plus 20 plus points and uh, but he did pretty good he had like 42 and 7 against the Lakers and and everyone would, would love to see that though because I, I was watching social media Zion against LeBron in, in the first round of playoffs would be really fun to watch but unfortunately or well, fortunately for me because I'm a John Morant fan uh Jaws gonna win rookie there over Zion. But anyway, back to the RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett was 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 um favorited to do better than John Morant, even though John Morant was second pick. So I, don't, I honestly don't know why RJ was was expected to do better, but I just feel like uh RJ can still do better. He has another year and I expect it, expect him to do a lot better next year, like a breakout year. Marquis Hart Harkless uh, has been doing well. Julius Randle has been doing well. Taj Gibson, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't really paid attention to him. But anyway, I like I like T-Bucks. Uh, yeah. All right, so if we don't have anything else to say, we'll move on to the ninth pick, which belongs to the the Hornets. And I've, I've been kind of up and down with, um, with this pick, but I, I, I kind of settled on a guy. Like, I'm not 100% confident on it, but I have the Hornets selecting RJ Hampton, a shooting guard out of... Well, technically, he's he's obviously from America, but just like LaMelo Ball, he played a year in the NBL. So he was on, I believe it was a new, the New Zealand Breakers. So honestly, for, for this pick, I just feel like... I feel like this pick is kind of a Jeremy Lamb, like a Malik Monk replacement, just because um, Jeremy Lamb, they obviously traded to him. Well, no, he technically... That we signed with the Pacers and and Malik Monk, he just hasn't been doing well, and I think he's on a, a contract year uh, in a year or two, so he'll be expecting some money. And I just think that no one should just let him go, ride it out with uh, R.J. Hampton. I feel like he's uh, he'd be a nice fit alongside Demonte Graham and uh, Terry Rozier. That'll be a nice three-headed monster at the guard position. And and yeah, since uh, since honestly the next uh, the next best forward I I have I don't think is even worth it being in the top ten, so that's partially why I, I went with a guard position instead of a forward or or big man. So who do you have uh, the Hornets selecting? Well, I didn't have just one. I had two picks that could possibly go in the Hornets, and one of them was RJ Hampton, but the other one is Tyrese Maxey uh, for the Hornets, just because. Of um, like I said, I watched Harry Maxey a little bit, a little bit, not a lot, but um, I just think I think Archer Hampton is going to definitely uh, be, be a better fit for Hornets, but um, just Tyrese Tyrese Maxey could could do could do a little damage for the Hornets too. So yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely like uh, Tyrese Mac Tyrese Maxey. I've seen uh, I've watched a few Kentucky games and I liked what I saw out of him. But honestly, at the same time, like I see some Malik, Malik Monk, Malik Monk kind of vibes in Tyrese Maxey, and they went to this obviously went to the same college. Um, I think they might be the same height too. So hopefully, um, hopefully Tyrese Maxey doesn't turn out as a bus, as a bus like Malik Monk is definitely looking like right now. But I don't think I don't think uh, RJ Hampton would be a bus though. So that's why I said he'd probably do a lot better. Yeah, but we'll we'll see what happens. As we move on to the tenth overall pick, which belongs to the Phoenix Suns, and well, we'll have you start. Who do you have the Suns selecting? All right, so um, I really didn't know about this one because, uh, well, they have Aaron Baines and Deion Ayton, 
and they have Devin Booker at, at the one too. So I didn't really know who to pick <laughs> because they have, like I said, they have DeAndre Ayton and uh, and Aaron Bain, but Aaron Bain. Um, but I was gonna say um, I was, I'm gonna pull him back. I'm gonna pull Denny back and put him at in the Suns just because, um, like I think I think I looked it up and and he did I think play for the Euro, so Euroleague, so. Anyway, I think Danny would probably do some good with, for the Suns, even though he probably wouldn't be the, definitely probably not the main scorer for them, and definitely not. But because uh, Devin Booker would take it and uh, De'Aaron Ayton, but um, yeah, I think Danny would probably be a good pick. All right, so for my pick, honestly, honestly, I went with the guy which uh, I felt like. Would definitely definitely help out this team a little bit defensively, but also would be a nice playmaker alongside um, Devin Booker. And with that, I selected Tyrese Halliburton, uh, guard out of Iowa State. I feel like he would be a nice addition to this team just because he's a uh, he's a good defender, uh, a nice play nice playmaker. He had a breakout year this year uh, in the big. I believe he's in the Big Twelve conference. But yeah, I just feel like Tyrese Halliburton uh, would would add. Uh, would be a nice asset to def- definitely a nice asset over Ricky Rubio for Devin Booker, and would, would definitely add to the team because now now the lineup will look more look like Tyrese Halliburton. They have Devin Booker, Kelly Oubre at power forward. Uh, maybe Dario Saric, but probably probably look to upgrade that power forward position in free agency. Then at center, you obviously have DeAndre Ayton. So. Then the guys off the, off the bench would include um, Mikel Mikel Bridges. You would have um, Ricky Rubio off the bench, Aaron Baines. So that's that's a pretty nice team and would definitely help with their own playoff push because they had a, they had a decent one this year. So hopefully they can build on that and potentially be in the playoff race next year. So we'll move on to the eleventh pick and for for the eleventh pick we have the San Antonio Spurs. And with this pick, I went with another international guy because in the past the Spurs have done have done well with um, developing international guys uh, throughout um, throughout the first few years of their career. And I have the Spurs selecting Theo Maladin, point guard out of France, a second France guard. I feel like just I feel like just um, Patty Mills, Patty Mills, his contract is going to be up in a year, and I feel like Theo Maladin, Theo Maladin will be a nice explosive guard to have behind. Deontay Murray, obviously you know, the the lockdown defender, so I feel like that would add to that to that team. And I was kind of I was kind of going back and forth between uh, two guys, uh, one of them Theo and the other was Tyrese Maxey. But I just feel like uh, they drafted uh, they drafted a shooting guard out of Kentucky last year in Keldon Johnson, so I feel like they would take a chance on on him. Plus, they also still have Lonnie Walker, the uh, first round pick by my believe two years ago. So I feel like um, they're just not going to take any chances at the shooting guard position as of right now. So I feel like the Mountain will be a nice guard to have for your future. So who do you have for Spurs selecting? Okay, so um, I have two guys again. But um, first one, I don't think we've brought him up yet, but uh, uh, point guard from North Carolina, Cole Anthony, was going to be my first option for them. The second one is Theo Maladin, but I just think Cole Anthony would do better because I, I watched him also, 
and uh, I think he would be a better fit for, for the Spurs uh, since um, who would you say the contract was over? Almost over? Um, Patty Mills. Yeah. Um, but anyway, with uh, what's his name? DeJounte Murray? DeJounte Murray, yeah. DeJounte Murray. He's been doing he's been doing decent. He hasn't been doing good good, but he's been doing decent. Derek White is okay. Um, but I think they need a little bit more help in the point guard position, mainly not the, maybe not the shooting guard position, but the point guard position I think they really need help in. And uh, small forward DeMar DeRozan's been doing uh, really good for them. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, pretty good. So yeah, I think point guard is probably the, the uh, first position that they should invest in. Um, and maybe focus on the other positions later because right now they have DeMar DeRozan and Marcus Aldridge going into the center and, and uh, power forward position. So, yeah, that's what I said. Cole Anthony. Yeah, so, yeah, Cole Anthony is definitely an, uh, a nice explosive guard. And that's, I feel like that's definitely what they would look for in, in a guard cause, just because Patty Mills, he was kind of that sharpshooter, but he wasn't really as explosive as uh, Theo Mallard and Cole Anthony are. Anthony are so I I kind I like that pick and then then also then also oh I just I just lost what I was gonna say damn <laughs> okay it, it might come back to me so we'll, we'll move on for now so for the twelfth pick we have the Kings and for this uh, for this pick wait um wait did I just go first uh, for the Spurs no you can go ahead if you want go ahead okay all right I'll go I'll go. All right, so with this with this Kings pick, I have um, the Kings selecting Tyrese Maxey out of Kentucky. I just feel like with this Buddy Hill situation, I feel like he's just gonna, I feel like he's just gonna end with the with Buddy Hill requesting a trade. So I feel like going with a shooting guard would be would be best. And Tyrese Maxey is def- definitely one of the best shooting guards available. And I feel like he would just help out with this team. With this team, I feel like um. Like there would be a kind of con- a connection between Darren Fox and Tyrese Tyrese Maxey, both um, both explosive guards out of Kentucky, and yeah, I just feel like uh, I just feel like Tyrese Maxey would definitely add add to that team with Darren Fox, with Sean Holmes, um, Harrison, Harrison Barnes, Marvin Bagley, and so on. So who do you have the King selecting? All right, so I don't know if this guy I have two again, but um, I'm gonna come back with Cole Anthony again. And this time I'm gonna bring in RJ Hampton because just because Cole Anthony, like you say, explosive, not very explosive, but he's a good sharp shooter, and and teams kind of need that. With since De'Aaron Fox, you probably ha- probably agree with me. I don't know, but um, De'Aaron Fox is more of a uh, drive to the basket kind of person. So I <laughs> sorry to bring this up, but um, in 2K terms, he'd probably be like a playmaking slasher. So like. Pass and, and drive the basket. And would you agree with me? Yeah, I'd probably see that. So, yeah, well, well with, Bog, with Bogdan Bogdanovic, um, um, he's he's a good shooter, decent shooter. But I think they would need a more explosive sharpshooter that can actually can hit consistent threes and and maybe a little bit fade and everything. But De'Aaron Fox is not that kind of guy. He's more like like I said, a playmaker, uh, slasher. So. And with RJ Hampton, um, when I watched him against Lamella, uh, uh, yeah, Lamella Ball, um, RJ did pretty well, and uh, that's when RJ Hampton blew up. It was when he played at Lamella Ball, and all these rumors came out 
I don't know why, but uh, he's projected to be the 14th pick. But uh, some people are putting him in, the t- in like the top eight picks. I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. I don't think he did that well to, to be that blown up. But um, anyway, I have him or Cole Anthony going to the to the um, team. Yeah, then quick. Um, this is this is, this doesn't have to do with the draft, but quick quick news with the I don't know if you've seen De'Aaron Fox that, but he cut his hair. And yeah, I saw it. Obviously, I can't put a picture of, but like it just looks weird. He cut, he cut it all the way. He didn't like go bald, but he went. He cut all his like all his like afro shit off. Excuse my language, <laughs> but anyway. But but anyways, move on to uh, the thirteenth pick, which belongs to the New Orleans Pelicans, and they'll be able to add another young piece to their young core, young asset. So who do you have the Pelicans selecting? Now, I didn't do my homework on this one, so I, I'm looking at the death chart real quick. <laughs> so, I don't know if you can go first if you want. <laughs> yeah, I already have my mock, mock draft all set up, so I'll uh, I'll go and I have the Pelicans selecting Nico Mannion, point guard of, of the University of Arizona. I just feel like, um, I just feel like out of all the, out of all the, the positions that they, that they obviously have, I feel like the, the biggest position they need was probably um, backup guards. And I feel like Nico Mannion would, would be a nice addition to this team, especially behind um, Longo Ball, who's not as good of a shooter, but a great playmaker. So um, Nico Mannion definitely brings the scoring at, uh, out of it. Like, not as obviously not as good a defender as Lonzo Ball, but could could definitely improve him during his time in the NBA. So I, I just think that Nico Mannion would be a nice addition to this Pelicans team. And I have, uh, I have the Pelicans selecting Nico Mannion. So, I don't know if you're ready yet. I I picked my guy. <laughs> All right. Um. So, what I'm gonna say is, I'm gonna pick um. Yeah, Kia Lewis. I I don't know how. I think that's Kira, but Kia Lewis uh, Jr. from Alabama, is a uh, point guard. Like you said, a, a backup point guard. I see. I just looked at his uh, career shooting stats at the Al- Alabama. It's not that good but it's pretty decent with Lonzo Ball shooting a lot better than he did with the Lakers um, it's been a lot of help to the Pelicans I don't know if you agree with me but I think he plays better with the um, Pelicans just because of the just, okay, this is the first time I ever going to agree with LeVar Ball but I just think the coaching helped Lonzo uh, play, playing a lot better so Andrew Holiday um, JJ Redick at the, shoot, at the shooting guard position, uh, Brandon Ingram, and there's no there's no question here. Zion's been going off, so you don't need anyone at that position. Um, Derek Favors, um, doing pretty good, but anyway, Zion has a four position lockdown, so you don't need anyone there. So I'm gonna go with Gil Lewis Jr. Mm, interesting pick. Like honestly, uh, honestly, I was I was looking at I was looking at him, and I kind of see some Colin Sexton in this game. If we're being honest, <laughs> fellow, um, yeah. fellow Alabama uh, player, but but yeah, so we'll move on to the final pick of the lottery, and we have the Portland Trailblazers. So, Ooh. have you done your homework for this pick? Yes, I have. <laughs> and who yes, do you I have? have. Like, I have. Okay, okay. So I either have um, yeah, what's his name? Sadiq Bay. Um, or Aaron Naismith from Vanderbilt. 
but I would probably go. I would probably go with um with Sadiq Bey just because he's a little taller than uh, Aaron A. Smith, and plus he's a better defender. And well, Damian Lillard is no question a good shooter. And he first of all he ended the OKC franchise. Well, both Russell Westbrook and Paul George left. So I'm just saying. But anyway, um, he had I think like three or four games straight with like 50 plus points and um, he's starting to shoot like a little bit like hurry I'm scared but um, I'm just saying Sadiq Bay on that on the team would help out with the defensively since uh, Yusuf Nurkic um, <clears throat> he's more of a post score than anything not really a defender he he's good defending since he's tall but Sadiq Bay is his uh, he's more like a post score on lockdown to me uh, that's my that's my pick. Yeah, and I I definitely agree with um your, your two um your two picks for the Trailblazers and Aaron Nesmith and Sadiq Bay. Those are two of my three options, but I didn't go with either of them. I went with Devin Vassell, uh, small forward slash shooting guard out, out of Florida State. I just feel like I've, I just feel like he helps the team out a little more defensively because the Trailblazers they're not bad defensively, but I feel like. I just feel like um, they could they could improve it a little more, and Devin Vassell definitely helps with that. And also, yeah, because they're they're more of a shooting team right now. So yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like they needed that three and D kind of guy, just kind of like a Robert Covington, and I definitely see that in mm-hmm. Devin Vassell. So that's that's mostly why I went with that pick. And yeah, so I think uh, talking about mentioning um, Robert Covington, uh, watching his stats ever since he was traded to the Rockets. Even even though he's been playing all kinds of crazy positions for them because they're playing small ball, um, he's been doing pretty good stats, like putting up pretty good stats. Like he's been pretty not consistent uh, double doubles, but he's been doing pretty good, like 11 and 11 and 20 and 10 and everything. But he's been pretty putting up double doubles, and even though he, if he didn't put up doubles, he he got really high points and he's just been doing really good for the Rockets. And I think that was a really good trade for the Rockets. So, yeah, um, they finally um, they finally have um, Robert Covington is finally starting for once. Uh, so yeah. that's that's not what you expect. But yeah, so that that's a mock draft. So our mock drafts are a lot uh, a lot different. Like I was expecting. Some oh yeah, <laughs> be the same. Like like I'll even list some examples. Like like I'd probably say like at least like five of your players I have between fifteen and thirty. Like four or five. Like, like, let's even see. Wow. So, I have Cole Anthony <laughs> at 15 to the Magic. Uh, let's see, I have him there. I have... Uh, what did I put Sadiq? Uh, I forgot what... I put him on... No, that's... Aaron Nesmith. That's a, I... Oh my, that's what I forgot. So I just realized going through this mock draft, there's one player that uh, that I replaced that uh, I replaced him at one at, for one team, and then I forgot to put him back on the mock draft. <laughs> so so yeah, then so for being totally honest, he probably he probably fit well at say. Honestly, now that I think about it, I don't even know if I put him like maybe, uh, maybe I put him at twenty five to to Oklahoma City. 
But other than that, yeah, like I don't see him as uh, with any of these other teams, really. Yeah, I'd probably go with him there. Then we have Aaron Nesmith. I have him at 18 to Dallas. See, I have Kira Lewis. I have him at 24 uh, to the Jazz. And think, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, our mock drafts are a lot different than expected. But anyways, uh, we're about, we're almost an hour an hour into the pod. Yeah, so. so next we're going to talk about some uh, some quick playoff predictions for if, um, if the season were to come back now um, who who we'd expect to make the playoff um, like the playoff predictions so you want to start we're going to do the first round guys so. um, yeah we'll just do the first round just just so you guys get out of here so we'll start in the Eastern Conference if, if they were to start now we'd have the Bucks and the Magic in the first round, and I feel like that's pretty easy. Yeah, um, so I'm looking at the matchups right now. If we were, like they're talking about right now, whether we're going to play the rest of the games in the regular season and just go straight to the playoffs. Now, I'm looking at the scenario of going straight to the playoffs if they, when we come back from the coronavirus. And hopefully that ends very soon, even though our death rate's going up. But anyway, back to the playoffs. So, if we were going meant to go straight to the playoffs the first the Bucks would be playing the, the Orlando Magic and uh, I, don't, I don't think T-Buck would would, uh, would disagree with me this with this but I think Bucks would probably destroy the Magic and probably win 4-0 what do you think mm, yeah <laughs> yeah because this obviously isn't the same Magic team as last year so and this obviously this obviously is uh, a different uh, different Bucks team so. Oh, this it definitely. Oh, not definitely. Oh, yeah, maybe. But uh, also, Giannis has been going crazy. Like, he's been putting up consistent double doubles and even triple doubles. And uh, I have him on my fantasy team, so that's how I track him most of the time. So he's he's gotten like 35 to 35, 15 and 10 or something like that. And he's been putting up pretty good stats. So if he continues that in the playoffs, <laughs> he's they're going pretty far. Yeah, it's weird not doing fantasy. Like, I haven't done fantasy in, what, pretty much a month? Yeah, I think as they were recording this, it's been about, it's been pretty much a month since the yeah. NBA. That's sad. I'm missing, yeah, I'm missing basketball. <laughs> so, move on to the second uh, second matchup. Oh. And just a clarification, guys, for anyone that, that's looking at T-Bucks name, he's not a Bucks fan. With especially with uh, with his YouTube with the green buck, he's not a Bucks fan. He's a Warriors. Fan. The logo the logo will be changed soon. But anyways, we have the Raptors and the Nets in in the second matchup. Okay, 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 okay. So um, I'm I'm honestly gonna okay, for this year since Katie's out. Okay, there are rumors that he might be coming back, but uh, maybe it's the second round, which. If that happens, I don't think it's going to happen. But uh, anyway, let's just say he's out. The scenario he's out for first round against the Raptors. I'm just saying the Raptors are going to win 4 2. Just um, saying. So. Uh, I think I have the Raptors 4 1 just because of, obviously, you know, for the Nets, the Nets side, you have Kyrie, you have Seth Spessard, and we have Karis Levert. A pretty nice. 
a pretty nice team uh, in in Brooklyn, but I just feel like this Raptors team, like even with without Kawhi, they've been playing. Uh, they've been playing oh yeah, they've, they've been playing really, really well. well. Pascal's been going good. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Lowry. Yeah, so I think for that reason, that's why I have to go. I'd have to go with the Raptors uh, in this matchup. So okay. next we have the Celtics and the Sixers. Yeah. Okay. Can I start off this? Yeah. Okay, so um, I'm picking Celtics over this one just because, um, not mainly Emma Walker, but <laughs> I've watched plenty of their highlights. Just okay. Yes, I've been watching Taco Fall. That's how I started watching Celtics highlights. But anyway, off of that subject, Celtic, Celtic, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they've been doing really well. And even though we're a month since the NBA, they they were doing really well. And especially especially Jason Tatum, his three point shooting percentage has been going up. Uh, his his driving down the to the basket's been really well. His defending, uh, Jalen Brown, with his assists and points going up. Kemba, even though he's at one, he, he's at the one. I just see, um, I just saying that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have been really well. Like if they keep doing that. And Kemba Walker is also a good a good point guard coming from the Hornet. I think he was signed in the free agency. I don't think he was traded, right? Or was he? Mm-hmm. I think he, I think he was traded for Terry Rozier. Well, it was a sign and trade. Um, oh, yeah. oh, so okay. Then it's a sign and trade. But I'm picking the Celtics over the 76ers just because of um, how bad the 76ers have been doing, especially especially at home. Um, they just all apart, like. First, first half they they do well, and then the second half they just fall apart, and and they're losing. They're, they're not losing chemistry. Well, they are, but uh, their confidence confidence with each other is just garbage because Ben Simmons been attacking Joel Embiid, and they've been going back and forth on social media, and so if they keep continuing, you know they cannot perform well if they don't have any confidence in each other and no team chemistry, and Celtics have that. They've been doing really well, and. Have confidence in each other. The coach has been really well with them, and yeah. So I, I pick. I and I. I say. I say four one, even though because seventy six years, I'm not gonna underestimate them, but I'm gonna. See, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give one game. Yeah, I feel like. Uh, I feel like Celtics and Sixers would probably be one of the tougher matchups uh, out of out of the playoffs so so far from what we've seen, and I just think that. I think the Celtics are going to take it, but I have the Celtics in the six games just because I'm not going to underestimate the Sixers team. Because obviously, you know, obviously outside of the beat, it's still pretty, it's still a good team. Um, obviously, your lineup is is what um, Ben, yeah, Ben Simmons, you have um, Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, Joel Embiid. You still have a bench. Uh, you still have a bench of what? Matisse. Aka I, the tallest. Aka the tallest lineup in the NBA, all above like six foot five. I think it was. So I think it's taller than I think it's six six because I think Josh. Uh, yeah, Josh, Ben Simmons like six six, and then um, and then yeah. So, I'll hope it's like six eleven, six ten. Um, six ten. But okay. but still, you still have a decent bench. Bench, but like honestly, I don't know if there's a lot of teams that that can match the depth that the Celtics have and the star power that they um, that they're still able to have with <laughs> like Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. With, with, I'm still with all those guys, so I feel like that's why I have to go with the Celtics for this matchup. So, like, we'll go a little faster. So, next matchup we have is the Heat and the Pacers. 
Um, okay, you can start. You can start out. You can start out. I think uh, this is uh, this is tough, but I just think I think I think this is gonna be one of the closer matchups that we'll have. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Heat for this one. I have the. I'm gonna have to actually have the Heat in seven, just because. Um, <laughs> it's because like the teams they're kind of evenly uh, evenly matched, but just just from like the Heat, like the moves that they made during the trade deadline will definitely uh, definitely help oh, yeah. help them. So I think that's why I have to go with um go with the Heat did, did, in this did, situation. Uh, didn't VL get back on pitches? Yeah, he's back, but he's not. He's not the same. Like he's not as explosive after after that big of an injury. So I think, I think that that also that also comes into play because he won't. No, he won't be the same. Like Demontis bonus, he obviously have obviously an All Star season, but I don't know if that's enough to lead them past this on um, this Heat team with Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo is having a breakout year, Goran Dragic is playing well, Kendrick Nunn, Tyler, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, uh, Andre Iguodala, all these guys. Pop up question for you. If Vio was a was a, as explosive as he was before the injury, would you think it'd be the other way around? Game seven yeah. winner for Pacers. Yeah. Okay. So, just to jump ahead, my pick would be the Heat, but I would say in six, just uh like like um yeah like T Buck said, uh, Vio is back, but not ex- as explosive as he was. But and I've watched a lot of Heat highlights with especially with uh. With Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo, been going crazy. Wow, Bam Adebayo. Um, just saying. Um, just with him, Andre Iguodala, Tyler Hero, um, Jimmy Butler. Just I think I honestly think that's too much for the Patriots to handle. Because Bam Adebayo, when you when you get him in the paint, he didn't he doesn't quit. He 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 goes up for the rebound constantly until he gets the board and. And and sport, so yeah, I definitely agree with that. So, so we'll, we won't go over like the second round and stuff. But who do you think was gonna come out? Uh, come out the East? Like no explanation. You, you don't need to explain. But who? Just who do you think is gonna come out of the East? Like into the second round or like no, out of the second round to the NBA Finals? Oh, to the oh no. Okay, it's a it's a little of a question, but. Almost, almost absolutely no question. But I'm gonna say the Bucks. But <sighs> just, be, just okay. Just make a quick. I honestly say either either the Bucks or the Heat. I'm just, I'm sorry, but I, I just think that just because how well the Heat can do well together. Well, well, those two go go against each other in the second round. So you're much saying whoever wins that will move on to the yeah, final. Yeah, I just I just don't think anyone else is gonna make it. Yeah, Celtics are doing pretty good together, but. I just think the Heat with <laughs> with Bama out of bio and all their other pieces have been working really well. And with with the Bucks, Giannis, Giannis, I'm not gonna say his last name, but anyway, he's been doing really well. And even with Malcolm Brogdon gone, him and Middleton have been doing pretty well. So and even with Middleton out, Giannis has been his stats go up way way higher if Middleton's out because he he carries the team obviously if Middleton's out. But when they're in together, he still. He still has a good style. So, yeah. Bucks are These two teams uh, to possibly come out of the East, I would, I would say the the Bucks or the Raptors, but uh, we'll, we'll keep going. So, we're on to the Western Conference, and we got the Lakers and the Grizzlies. Like, honestly. 
Like honestly, this Grizzlies team isn't ba- isn't bad, but they're no match for the Lakers. They're no match for the Lakers, obviously. But I really would, I really want to say different. <laughs> yeah, uh, John, John Murray super fan, but yeah, obviously Lakers four four zero. No, John, okay, hold up, hold up. I'm, I'm gonna say four one because I'm like well, I'm, not, that- I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that just been just to be nice, but the last time the Grizzlies played the Lakers, the Grizzlies won, and they had LeBron AD, so. So, next we got the Clippers and the Mavs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, 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 okay. The thing is, is that during the regular season, the, the team made Kawhi Leonard go out, go out on uh, back-to-back games for low management. So, it's so when they get in the playoffs, he can, can consistently play and not do low management. So, that's another question why I'm kind of in depth of, of picking my uh, choice but if I had to pick right now uh, I'm gonna <laughs> try you go first I'm gonna, I'm gonna think about this <laughs> well with an exclamation explanation I'd probably go with the Clippers and six just because of, like obviously you're gonna have Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard who probably should be at full strength with all the load management stuff and you still have well, a pretty good Clippers team around him. But I'm, I'm honestly not going to underestimate this Mavs team just because they are the seventh seed. Because cause between the Clippers and um and the Mavs, the Clippers only have four more wins than, than the Mavs. So really, there really there isn't really that much of a of that much of a difference. Like they're only five five and a half games behind them. So it's like if, if the Clippers were to lose six straight and the Mavs would win six straight, they would be they would they would have swapped, swapped the role. So that. And we, that doesn't really play too much of a role. And I just think that this Mavs team, like with Luca, with Chris Stapps, yeah, uh, like Bo, got, obviously you have Boban, you have guys, uh, who else you have? You have DeLon Wright, Tamari Wade Jr. Like, they're all, they're all, pretty, um, they're also contributing players. So I think for that reason, I think that's why they're going to contend. They can, they're going to contend with this team. I think I have them uh, still have the Clippers 4-2 over the, the Mavericks. Well, okay, so I'm I'm gonna pick my I'm gonna put the Clippers over the Mavericks, but I'm gonna say in seven because Luka Doncic has been doing really well um, just by himself, and um, they completely destroyed the Warriors. Even okay, that's no that's no competition, but anyway, um, Luka did really well in that in that game. But I'm saying Clippers in, in seven just because Paul George hasn't really been doing well. Kawhi has yes, but. Paul George hasn't really done as as expected uh, for the team, um, but I'm gonna say Clippers in, in seven. All right, so we'll move on to the next matchup, and we have it's finally not a Jazz Rockets matchup, but we have <laughs> a rock a Rockets Nuggets matchup. So, so a team in the same division. So, honestly. I think I think I have to go with the Nuggets just because the Rockets don't don't have like a true don't have a true center, so that'll be uh, a much easier for Nicole Jokic, the Prince, the best player. So, see, so yeah, I think that's why I gotta go with um, the Nuggets, and I think I'm gonna go with them in six, just because obviously you know, James Harden's still gonna still gonna put a put up his big numbers, so I think that's gonna propel him to a few games, but the Nuggets take it all. I'm gonna, 
uh, I, I'm saying Rockets over Nuggets, and I'm saying six because just because just because recently Rockets have been new, not recently because it's been obviously been a month since the, since they, they ended, but um, I just, I just said Russell Westbrook doing really well. James Harden, uh, yeah, he's been doing good, but he hasn't like been making all his shots on his crossovers and everything like like he used to be doing, and. Um, Robin Covington, like I talked about earlier, uh, he's been do- doing pretty well. Um, <clears throat> I don't really know who it, I forgot who was at the center position. Just put Clint Capello left, but I just think that the Rockets can pull it out. And then the center is PJ Tucker. Oh yeah, yeah. Nicole Jokic would destroy him. <laughs> For the final matchup, we have the Jazz and the Thunder. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with the Thunder. I just feel like um this Thunder team is having um pretty much a breakout year um, for the entire team in general. Like CP3, um, Shea Gilders Alexander, they're all just breaking out this year. And I feel like I feel like that's gonna propel them to a first um, a first round win, but obviously they're most likely not getting past the Lakers. So So yeah, yeah I, I, and think, I think sorry, go ahead. I'm gonna have the Thunder in five. I'm gonna go with the Thunder in five also, just because Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert haven't really done well, but they've done okay, but they haven't done like as good as like last year. Donovan Mitchell, like I, th- I think it was his rookie year, uh, he he was <laughs> going off like he he did really well. I think he, didn't he beat the Rockies in the first round or was it no? I think it was Game Seven and I think they lost, but um. He carried him by himself to the playoffs. And he was doing that good, but he's not doing that as well as that this year. So, like I said, I'm taking Thunder in five. All right. So, so then obviously, you know, also, also another factor that I can play into that is um, Dominic Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, their new relationship. That's obviously not going too well uh-huh. after the Irish stuff. But yeah, so then, like for the East, um, who do you think um, is going to come out of the West uh, into to the NBA Finals? Okay, no question. I'm going with Lakers. Uh, I probably uh, I probably wouldn't say no question, but my front runner will probably probably be the Lakers, and behind behind them, I'd I wouldn't say, say Clippers. Clippers or Nuggets. Like, I feel like the Nuggets can uh, can possibly sneak into. But look, excuse me. Uh, it's probably a low po- um, probability that the Nuggets make it, but that's still a chance. I'm saying, I'm just saying, if the Lakers don't make it, Lakers and Clippers do not make it to the finals. And like you said, if the Nuggets make it to the finals, and the Bucks make it to the finals, that's that's easy decision. Who I'm, I'm, who's gonna win? I'm just saying. And that's gonna just about do it. An hour and eleven minutes in. So thank you guys so much for watching. If you guys have reached this point, make sure you guys leave us a re- review. Tell us what we need to do to improve the, the podcast. Thank, uh, and also to my boy Blessed Money. Thanks for coming on to the sh- coming on to the podcast. No problem. And and yeah, hope you guys have your own great own great rest of your day whenever you're listening to this. And yeah, I'm, uh, I'm out. Peace. See you guys.